Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rinkin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best, and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. All right, guys. We have Travis here who is kind of near and dear to our heart because he is in love with the woman that is like my soul sister. (laughs) So I appreciate Travis being on here. And guys, we are all about pushing forward missions of family, which he's about to embark his journey of family. And we're all about pushing forward missions of dreams and of passion and entrepreneurship, and which Travis is very well known for. So I'm going to hand the ball to you, Travis, for a second. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are, what you're working on, and let the world see how great you are. (laughs) Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Yeah, I'm Travis. I for the last four to five years, have been involved in product design and product creation. Uh, and so most recently have created a self-sanitizing toothbrush that folds into itself. And using UVC light, it kills the germs off of the brush head. So it's a perfect travel toothbrush for your needs. And then just a month ago, we released a desk massage tool uh, that can help prevent carpal tunnel. Great for hot and cold massage. And along with that, one of my deepest passions is helping teens discover the passion and the meaning that comes through creating. So whether that's creating experiences or products for other people, I think that's one of the things that can set our souls on fire and bring us to life. That's how I spend my time is product design and helping young people learn the thrill of creation as well. Which uh, is how I stumbled across Travis, because when I read his stuff and I saw that he was working with teens. It was near and dear to my heart because as foster parents, like I'm like, yes, like, and so it was near and dear to my heart. So sorry to interrupt, but well, go ahead. And I, I really loved his mission, his passion for helping teens because Jojo and I, we're, we're foster parents and we have that same type of mission to help the children that have come into our home as well. I haven't shared this very often with many people, but eventually- Now the world knows. <laughs> probably within the next couple of years, Jojo and I will- work towards having a youth center, like a sports facility where we can help parents and their children connect together with recreational sports and like coaching and stuff and how parents and children can bond there, but also as a resource for tutoring and things like that. Cause we know the impact that positive influences that adults and many others have on the lives of children and our children through foster care, not one of them has had their father presence and, and that makes life so much more challenging. So Travis, tell us a little bit more about some of the youth that you've helped create. Has there been a, a story or an experience that you were working with a youth that might've felt like he was lost or didn't have value and you were able to help him pull out the creativeness in his mind and in his heart and create something amazing? Yeah, absolutely. Can I share two stories with you? Yeah, Um, share away. Okay. The first story is you guys actually made me think of it. It's what launched me into wanting to work with teens in the first place. And then I'll share with you a story of a teen that I've worked with since. So 
when I was just a young kid, my very best friend moved away. When he moved away, he got involved with the wrong crowd. And I remember reuniting with him. We were both 24. So I'm 29 now, but we were friends like in elementary school. And, and we met back up and we we're both 24 years old. And at that point in our lives, he had been in and out of juvenile correction centers and prison for the previous 10 years. So from 14 to 24. And that for me was like this huge light bulb moment. It was a turning point in my life where it like, it crushed my heart to think that a kid at the age of 14, because he made a few dumb choices because he wanted to be cool and fit in with the right friend group, drastically detoured his life in a direction that it didn't need to go. And so as a 24 year old, I just like racked my brain with that idea and with that torment of like, how do you help young people choose a better way and choose a path that's going to be beneficial for them. And that's when I settled on this idea of creation, that if we can help young people find passion through creating, then they won't have time for drugs and they won't have time to get involved with stuff that's going to destroy them. Right. Yes. And so you guys sharing your desire to open up a youth center. It's like, I don't know how I'm involved, but I want to be involved. That's amazing. I think Let's it's really it. cool stuff. Let's roll. <laughs> really cool stuff, Let's you guys. It. Specific story that came to mind as you were bringing up teens who are maybe like wandering a little bit is this happened two years ago. I was in an alternative high school. So this is a high school where individuals go who like 70% of the school, I believe, had been in and out of juvenile correction centers. And I was there with a young man and we started off and we always push individuals to, to pursue whatever it is that sounds fun and engaging and meaningful to them, whether it's a product or an experience or a movement or just whatever it might be. And this individual, he was 17, he was a junior in high school, and the, the product that he wanted to push was a movement that he called Uplift a Generation. That was his movement title. And he just saw the negativity in the school where he was, and he saw the negative outlook on life, and he saw a lot of his friends on drugs and, and doing things that he didn't think were very smart. And keep in mind that this was a, a young man who had made poor choices himself, but he started this movement from within called Uplift a Generation. He won an award from the city of, of Provo, actually, uh, awesome. in that process. And yeah, he just found it within himself, that desire. And that was the thing that he wanted to push for him. Lifting individuals out of that dark place they were in was more important than bringing in a big profit. And we just fully supported him in that. I absolutely love that. And I love it for multiple reasons. One, like youth are near and dear to my heart, honestly. I find so often that they have so much to give. But us adults, like we just have these blinders that sometimes we just don't see. And I say this when I have toddlers, not teenagers, but it's a true story. Like I deal with a lot of youth on a daily basis. And that's one of the biggest things is that if we can just see their potential, amazing things can happen. I love that because youth have this ability to create, right? They have it in them. They also have the time usually to create what God has blessed them to do. But so often we are the ones that are pushing them down and then they push themselves down inside. So if they can even just get one person to tell them I can do this, which Travis, it looks like you're doing, then amazing things can happen. And I just want to add on what Jojo said. She said the word potential and that word really rings true in my mind. Whenever I hear the word potential, I don't know if you call the hairs on my neck, go stand up or whatever. I get excited because far too many of us live below our potential. 
we settle for being average. There's nothing average about us. We have a creator that has created us to do something amazing, to develop relationships that last forever, to be a friend, to serve, to bear one another's burdens, just to be good individual, to be better than average. But so many of us settle for average. When life gets hard, when life gets challenging, we are kind of like a little river. We go the easiest path, the path of least resistance. And that's where we get in trouble a lot of times because life is much easier to quit. Life is much easier just to watch some TV or to play a video game or hide from the challenges of life. And as we become entrepreneurs, that potential becomes even greater because not only are we having an impact in our home, but now we're having an impact in our business with clients that we're serving, but we're also having an impact in the community. And I don't know about you, but those are some three pretty important places to have impact in the home and in the community and in your business. doesn't matter what business you have. You're going to face challenges. You're going to want to quit. But anyone that hears this now, today, or as this becomes a podcast, don't you dare quit. Don't you quit. Life is so amazing when you push through the challenges. I was at an event a couple weeks ago, and I heard this analogy that was so amazing. And they talked about a boiling egg. They actually had a bucket of eggs, and they were just tossing it on the stage, they would make a comment. Here's this as an entrepreneur, the egg would crack. Here's this. And as they were going through their demonstration, the eggs were starting to solidify a little bit more because the the eggs that they had prepared went from just straight out of the carton to a little bit of hot water. So they started to solidify a bit. And finally to the end, there were eggs that were truly hard boiled properly. And then when he tossed the hard boiled egg, it cracked, but it did not break. It didn't shatter. And that's the thing with us. We as an entrepreneur, as a couple, as a friend, as someone who wants to have an impact in our home, in our business, in our community, and in our personal life, we want to have an impact. We must stay in the hot water long enough to get hard so our inside, mm. our foundation is firm. So when the storms of life come, we crack, but we don't break. We shatter is not the outcome. A little crack can be repaired, but when our heart, when our soul, when our mind, when our relationships, when our, relationships, when our confidence is crushed and crumbled in a small or shattered like an egg would be that's not hard boiled and just dropped on the ground, that's very hard to repair. But if we just have a crack, if we just have a small weakness, we can become much better. So I want to challenge anyone to live far above your potential. Don't be average. Don't quit when life becomes hard. Travis, working with teens, I'm sure you could share stories all day, all night about teens who wanted to quit and you've pushed them into success. But as you've really diving into creation over the last five years, what are some of the struggles you may have encountered as an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur? Travis is about to get married in a couple of weeks and that's super exciting. So Travis, share with us some of the challenges that you had as an entrepreneur, navigating an entrepreneur or navigating a new relationship. Because children, I know Travis's fiance, she's pretty amazing, but amazing. we also know a little bit about their history. They were both entrepreneurs at the time their relationship started and as it progressed towards engagement and marriage in a couple of weeks. So Travis, share with us some of those challenges that you had either as a young entrepreneur or navigating a new relationship or both? Yeah, I'll share one of each. Uh, starting individually with 
This is a story that with the with the toothbrush launch, it took us years, you guys. It took us years to navigate the design and getting everything just right, and getting the UVC technology built in. And we launched our Kickstarter. The Kickstarter did not go as well as we had hoped or anticipated. On top of that, we launched it right in the time of COVID, right? And so we yeah. promised customers that we'd deliver their products after a certain set of time. And as you can imagine, if you're manufacturing in China during COVID, that took a pretty big hit. And so Absolutely. our process got slowed down a lot. I had one of the scariest instances in my entire life, got a report. So the UVC technology, the way that it works, I didn't know this at the time, which is like, bless my heart. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't <laughs> always know as much as we need to, but the way UVC technology works, it zaps the germs and it takes away their ability to reproduce. And so without the ability to reproduce, the germs don't multiply and they die off but it doesn't murder the germs, right? It just takes away their ability to reproduce and then they die, which means that it zaps them. And over the course of 24 hours, the germs slowly die away. We had a report from the manufacturer of the UVC light, a Chinese company, but we just wanted to double check and confirm for an American company. And, and so we just did some simple Petri dish tests here in America. And we tested immediately after the UVC light, which again, knowing that it doesn't actually kill them, there were still tons of germs all over the, all over the brush. and I got the report back from this American chemistry lab saying that like, oh yeah, there's still like 99% of the germs are still on the brush head. Oh. <laughs> and I had this crisis where I was like, did I get scammed? Did I, <laughs> like, did I just sell 900 toothbrushes that don't work? Like my head was spinning and it shot, it shot a lot into my insecurities, right? Like, what does that mean about me as a person, as an entrepreneur? Am I incapable? All of these stories started rifling through my head. Fortunately, within 48 hours, I, I better learned how that technology actually works and that we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that was scary. But I remember now I'll like segue into Catherine because like her and I that day, like I was just sitting there with her and all of those insecurities that I was feeling, I just like vomited onto her. I was like, what does this mean about me? Like, how did I not catch this? Like, what am I capable? Like, who am I? Right. It sort of like spirals downward. That fear can do that to us sometimes. She has just been like so remarkable in that process. And one of the things that has been interesting for us as we've been dating and as we've been navigating our relationship together is both of us have invested so much of our hearts into the things that we're building. And I think that at first, I would even say during like the first six to seven months of our relationship, I think we were somewhat scared of each other in the sense that we both sort of felt like the other person needed to like fit within our dream. And if it wasn't that way, then it wasn't going to work. What we didn't realize is that both of those dreams could do this. Yes. If we were just able to sort of like let down our egos and see each other, which is something that's easier said than done. And it's something that we've learned so much about over the course of our dating relationship. But as we've been able to see each other and to let go of our egos and recognize that our dreams can actually do this quite beautifully, it allowed us to see each other and love each other in a way that was impossible before. And I want to comment on a couple of things that you had said. So first of all, if anybody has a bad day, Catherine is probably one of the best people to tell you the story. Like, what's your story? And that's something that we have started using with our couples too. Like we let them know, like, this is from Catherine, but... What is your story? What are you telling yourself right now? Right now, Travis was saying like, I don't know, like, did I get scammed? Like all these stories are going through our mind. 
But how do we get our story back to its original spot? Back to who is Travis going to be? Who is Travis? Like he is a man that is changing the world with youth and products that can change people's lives. Like, so getting your story back in place, first of all, that would be amazing. Like that's amazing to be with Catherine and to talk to her about those things because marriage is all about letting the other person know about our insecurities, letting that ego go and relying solely like Corey and I also did this at the conference we spoke at where we pushed up against each other and we had this like, you can explain it better. Do you want to kind of explain it? It's a little yeah, better. So what she's talking about is she's talking about relying on your companion. Let them take some of the pressures that you're experiencing in life. So we did this activity that was really cool. It was kind of like a funnel. There was two pieces of tape on the ground. They started at the starting line. There was like two feet apart, super easy to reach across and support each other. So the way this game worked is as you went closer to the finish line, the funnel, the tape would get wider and wider apart. The gap between you and your partner was significant and you couldn't do it alone. And so the way the game worked is it was a line on the ground. If your toes crossed the line, you had to go to the back of, of the line and it was a little competition who and their partner could complete the task first. Jojo and I kind of ruined the whole competition because we went first and we completed it, which is not something that they saw. (laughs) But the reason we were able to complete it is because as the gap became farther, you have to flatten your body out so you can close that gap. But in order for me to flatten my body and Jojo to flatten her body out, we had to bear each other's burdens. We had to bear the pressure from each other. And as we took each other's pressure off, we were able to get flatter and flatter, keep our toes behind the line and take step by step across the finish line. And I think that's what we can do as an entrepreneur. We can take the pressure of our spouse, especially in a one entrepreneur home. We're engaged and we're excited. We're talking to clients all day long and our spouse may be home with children who have been sick or didn't have any adult interaction and things can be quite challenging. But if you will take the time, figure out what are the needs your spouse What are the needs of your children and what pressure do you need to absorb to make it so they can cross the finish line so they can do those things? And one thing that Travis talked about with his story, all these things coming in that what am I as a person, as an entrepreneur, as my character, those stories are very disruptive. And if Travis was an average person, he might have let that toothbrush product sit on the shelf and not delivered for his promises. But Travis's well above average. And it's because he's willing to overcome difficult times. And I want to challenge each of you as an entrepreneur, overcome these difficult times, see what your spouse needs. And he talked about letting go of ego and letting your dreams come together. You should do that too in your home as an entrepreneur. Let your family vision, let the dreams and goals of your spouse come into your business, come into your life. Let them be a reflection of the choices that you make. And it doesn't have to be just an entrepreneur. This is my business. Just a spouse that's a home taker taking care of the kids. But it should become our business as a family, whether it's two individuals, whether it's a husband and wife working together in the same business or different businesses or even a one entrepreneur home. It should become our business, our family our impact on the world. And I think there's one thing to add to like kind of how Travis had said, like when they were able to merge what both of their dreams are, that's when that brick wall went down for both of them. And that's when they were able to actually create a real vision for their family. And that's something that couples come to us a lot about is I don't know how to get my spouse on the same page. 
And I can tell you right now, the best way to get your spouse on the same page with the business and to incorporate their dreams as well. Follow Travis's example. <laughs> there and do, you go. Do that. Exactly. Get them both aligned. So that way, not everybody wants to be a business owner. And we understand that a lot of spouses have want nothing to do with it, but they do want their companion to be a part of their life and a part of their family. And the business vision should align with the family vision. So Travis, as your successful entrepreneur, your fiance is a is a successful entrepreneur. What is a tip or two that you can share with the listeners that if they will start to implement or start to focus on, they can start to make progress in their business, regardless of where they currently stand? Yeah, that is, it's so real. And it's such a good question. I think that first and foremost, and this advice is like, it's been told since the beginning of time, but I have found just communication. The amount of times that It's actually quite interesting that sometimes we'll be having a conversation, but we're not actually hearing each other. And there's even one conversation we had been chatting for like 45 minutes or an hour. I sort of like paused the conversation. I was like, Catherine, I think we're having two conversations at the same time. (laughs) Yes. I, I think you're speaking and my insecurities are interpreting it into something else and vice versa. And so then it's, we're just like not understanding each other and the conversation isn't productive. And so I think that... Number one is just like, how do we actually hear each other and help one another identify like the truth? Did you hear me or did you translate it through your insecurities? Because I think so frequently we do that, right? Yeah, I'm not married yet. I'm walking that way. And and I can just imagine that as you add kids to the equation and, and as you add years of experience, there's more and more possibilities for you to add untrue stories into your head. Like, oh, this has changed about our relationship. It must mean that she thinks this about me. And so then it changes everything, right? But those are just untrue stories that they're not communicating. It's just our insecurities that are planting those. Those are dangerous. Yes, they are. And they're debilitating too. They can create wedges. They can create fires in marriage. Like they're dangerous. But I do like how you took accountability for it and said, you know, I don't think, I think my insecurities are interpreting something or not. Are you trying to be mean to me right now? There was no defensiveness. Yeah. It's a, Hey, I'm interpreting it this way. And I think we're not even trying. I don't think we're even having the same conversation right now. See, and one thing I want to add that Travis said is he paused in the middle of a conversation and he said, we're just missing the mark. I don't think we're on the same page. We're not having the conversation that we need to have. Very, very often that is the start of a fight and argument and sometimes something that lasts a couple of days that you're upset at your spouse and you conversation is minimal or non-existent. But one thing I want to invite you guys to do is when you are having a conversation, ask your spouse, is this something you want a solution for? Is this something you want me to help you solve? Or is this something you want me just to listen to? Especially us men, this is going to be important for us because many times we get it wrong. We're not listening when we need to listen. And when we trying to provide a solution that we're doing it at the wrong time. There's time for both, but we have to know, we have to ask. So if you'll take the time to say, I know that this is something that's on your mind, that this is something bothering you and I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to be here to support you. Do you want me just to listen and help you there? Or do you want me to help you work through a solution and give your spouse the opportunity to tell you? Cause I can tell you this, that if you're giving solutions when you need to just listen, you're not going to solve anything. You're actually going to cause a wedge or a fight to come between you two. If you listen when you're supposed to listen, that will be a powerful opportunity for emotional connection. 
for physical connection, for your spouse to truly feel value, for your spouse to feel that you understand them. What they have to say and feel and do is important to you. If you get this wrong, your spouse may have a false story about you or about them personally. And that's not what the space we want to be in as a married couple or a couple that's progressing towards marriage or wherever the status of your relationship is. We don't want to be in a space where we're aggravating, when we're causing more headache, more harm, more struggle, more weight for our spouse to carry. We want to lighten their burden, not increase it. So if you'll just listen when it's time to listen, provide a solution together, not just you as a man, but together, the outcome will be far different. And when Travis talked about stopping in the moment, if things aren't going well, stop, say, let's back up. Let's make sure we truly understand ourselves. Ask follow-up questions. The one thing that I can share with people as you listen, as you have a conversation, as you communicate is keep your mouth closed just a little bit longer. As soon as you're about ready to say something, keep your mouth closed just a little bit longer. Listen for understanding. Listen for to show value. Don't listen for providing a solution, but just keep your mouth closed a little bit longer. One mistake that I make and every other, most of every man that I make, some women do this, but mostly it's a men thing that our women or friends or these precious individuals in our life are trying to communicate their true emotions with us. We're not listening. We're not hearing what their emotions are because we're thinking in our mind, oh, this is the solution. Let me, and we're not actually hearing what they say. So Travis, I think that's a fabulous solution for how an entrepreneur can really get things going. Communicate in the home, communicate with your spouse, communicate with your children, communicate with your team as an entrepreneur, communicate clearly the expectations that your children or customers or family have together. Travis, that is so outstanding. And we really appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to share or additional tips that would really elevate someone's current status right now as an entrepreneur? Yeah, something that is just came to my mind as you were speaking and something that's been really evident for me as Catherine and my relationship has progressed 16 days away from getting married. Is it's fascinating is that over time, some of the things that appeared to be obstacles and roadblocks and challenges to us are now actually just our greatest blessings and greatest opportunities. And it's something that I, for reals, you guys, nine months ago, I didn't understand that. It was not real to me yet, but some of the things that like triggered my insecurities very most, I now realize are the exact things that I had been praying for, were the exact things that were like the life that I wanted were also the things that scared me most nine months ago. And so through communication and through just taking the time to really work towards like an elevated relationship, like I am so out of my mind thrilled at the life that we are going to live together. The shared vision that we have, our existence as we strive to become one together is absolutely just wrapped up in the idea that we want to serve people. We want to be with people. We want to give our lives for the betterment of our peers and for the betterment of the people around us. And having someone who is um, so incredibly capable as my running mate in that is so exciting. And at this point in our relationship, we now empower each other. I'm so excited too, on top of that, for the months and years to come for us to greater learn what it means to be one with each other. And I think as we do, our capacity to impact the world is going to increase as well.
That's incredible. One thing that came to my mind, Travis, when you said that. So Catherine, she's her products deal with a lot with funnels and really being productive there. So if you're an entrepreneur that has any knowledge or engagement with click funnels, you've probably heard Russell Brunson say, you're just one funnel away. When Travis said that, the first thing that came to my mind is you're just a conversation away. You're just a fight that often happens if we'll just have one additional conversation or if we'll just talk about what's on our heart and mind, we can eliminate a lot of headaches. We can create a lot of impact if we'll just have one additional conversation, if we'll just have two additional conversations. You're just a conversation away of having the impact that you truly want. You're just a conversation away or a conversation not happening away from having trouble living a story that's false, living something that is hurtful or unnecessary. Travis, we've really appreciated your time here today. You're welcome to share anything else you want, but share with the world how they can work with you or how, if they have an idea and creation, how could you help them pull that out of them? Yeah, I'm grateful you asked. When I work with young people, I walk them through what I call the creator's path. And so I help them check in, identify where they are and where they want to be. I help them eliminate the darkness, the insecurities, the fears that they have, come up with an idea, create and validate that idea and and test it out in the market, get to launch, and then we'll expand and and build their business together. And the ways that I do that with families are through homeschool groups. So I do guided uh, curriculum, both in guidebook and then online resources. And then I also work with individuals one-on-one. So the carpal tunnel, the hand roller tool, I was actually a teenager from the Startup Academy who launched that product. And he invited me to be a partner with him, but that was him. And we met when he was 17. And so, yeah, I love working with teens. It's absolutely my favorite. You can find me on a website, which is thestartupacademyprogram.org and on Facebook. Myself, Travis Lish, or it's the Creator Club, the Startup Academy is our Facebook page. So we'd love to see anybody who's interested in whether it's helping your kids find passion through entrepreneurship our group is growing and it's incredible to see the young people coming in. So we'd love to have you. I love it. Good. Is eight-year-olds count? Yeah. <laughs> now my, my, my eight-year-old, he's not quite a teen, but he oh will God. be a better entrepreneur than me. Yeah. Jojo and I were doing a little training yesterday and he jumped right on and he was dropping some serious fire. So age is just a number. Whether you have children that have ideas as parents, provide them a platform so they can do what they want to do. So they can become who the Lord wants them to be. You as an individual, if you're not an entrepreneur, talk with someone who is, help them bring out the ideas that you may have. Because as an entrepreneur, we are the people that are changing the world. We can all have an impact. But when we're in a nine to five job, there's nothing wrong with that. But our ability and our reach is limited. But as we become entrepreneurs, as we connect with other entrepreneurs, as we are creative and we share that with others, our impact will be tremendous. Jojo and I's purpose in life is to save families, to keep families together. I want to have an impact in my home. I want to have an impact in your home. But most importantly, I want you to have that impact in your own home, in your own marriage, in your own life, in your own business community. Be the resource that pushes people to achieve their dreams. Put a smile on people's face. Be more. Do more. Become more. Live above your potential. Do not be average. Travis, we certainly appreciate your time joining us today. And we've been blessed with some of the knowledge that you shared with us. But to wrap up our conversation today, 
Don't be average. Settle for average is not what needs to happen. We can have a life of abundance. We can do more. We can be more. Our impact can be huge. Communicate. Share your needs, your wants, your thoughts, your desires with your loved ones. Share them with your team. Have the impact that you desire. And if you're a parent with teens, be a resource to help them live the life that they want to live. Travis, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you guys. It was a pleasure. It was so fun being with you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.